Welcome to Unite Immigrant Families. I'm Rosemary Vega, an immigration attorney with over 20 years of experience uniting and keeping families together. If you are looking for immigration information, stick around and listen to me and my fellow immigration attorneys as we discuss what's new and debunk myths. Please note, this is not legal advice and no legal advice will be given on this podcast. Good morning and welcome to Unite Immigrant Families and I'm Rosemary Vega and Happy New Year. It's going to be a wonderful 2022 and with a new year sometimes comes new love. New love you say? What do I mean by that? Well today we're going to talk about fiance visas and their process. So where are fiance visas? Well Fiancé visas is exactly what it sounds like. Got a fiancé and you want to bring her to the or him to the United States, right? And I am sure many of you have heard or seen the show 90 Day Fiancé, uh, 90 Day, what is it, 90 Day Fiancé Visas or 90 Day Fiancé. Um, well, we're not talking about that show today, but we are going to talk about the process of the fiancé visa. You know, people find love in many different places, many different ways. Sometimes it's online. Sometimes it's on vacation. Sometimes it's at work or on a work trip. Uh, Sometimes it's just out with friends. Sometimes it's even in the grocery store. So you really, really don't know where you're going to find the one, right? So... What happens when you meet that person, you date them, and they're not from the United States? You know, they're from another country. They live in another country. And you're, you know, the courtship of that relationship is probably done uh, through phone, phone calls, Skype, Face, FaceTime, um, whatever other Face, you know, on Facebook, Messenger, there's so many other modes of communication out there, right? So it's emails, text messages, um, sending gifts to each other, those types of things, you know. So you want to, that's how the relationship develops, right? And then at some point, the couple decides, let's meet, let's meet in person, you know, let's see each other in person. So one party, one travels to either, usually it's the U.S. citizen who is traveling to the foreign country. And after being there and they've already developed the relationship and somebody proposes. And then what? Then what happens? Well, that's when the fiancé visa comes into play, right? So, what? let's talk about the requirements of the fiancé visa. Well, one party definitely has to be a U.S. citizen. You and your fiancé intend to marry each other within 90 days of your fiancé 
entering or being admitted to the United States, both you and your fiancé are free to marry. Free to marry. That's right. That means that you're both legally able to marry each other. It means you're at an age where you can marry each other. That means that you are single. And if you are, um, if there's a divorce, that it is a legally terminated marriage, right? If there's a, if one of the, you know, if they were married and there was a death or an annulment. So that's very important, right? And you have met each other within two years before you file the application, So those are the general requirements. Sounds simple, right? Well, many of you probably know that nothing is simple when it comes to immigration. There's always that gray area. There's always something, right? So just be careful. You know, those are the general, general requirements. So how does this all work? So let me give you a scenario. Let's talk about, let's... Let's uh, create this couple. Let's say it's Frank and Stephanie. Frank's a U.S. citizen, and Stephanie is from Brazil. They met online. And Frank, he's just smitten over Stephanie. He just loves her to death. And he really, you know, they talk every day. He's gone multiple times to visit her in Brazil. He's met her family. He proposed to her in front of her whole family. And so now he's, he's in front of the lawyer, and he asks, okay, how can I get her here, and how fast can I get her here? Right? And so, you know, I would probably tell him, okay, let's talk about these requirements. And one of the things that I want to make sure is, well, first of all, how old is Frank and how old is Stephanie? Have either one of them been in a marriage before? And if so, is that marriage terminated? Did they already divorce? Very important. And is not legally separated. That's not going to cut it. It has to be final divorce. Right. And in many countries, the divorce process is different. You know, here in the United States, each state is different. So you can imagine in a foreign country and another country, it's going to be different. Each country has their own laws and it's going to be different. So we've got to make sure that that divorce decree is final and it's legally ended that divorce. Very important. You know, there's countries where they say, okay, we're going to, you're going to be, the divorce has been filed, but you have a two-year waiting period before any judge can sign the divorce. That means that it'll take two years for that divorce to become final, right? So then that means that within those two years, that individual is not free to marry. 
Okay, so just giving you a a little snippet of how that might work. So it has to be a legally terminated marriage, right? If one of the couples has been married in the past, you have to have met each other within two years before filing. Well, in this scenario, Frank's gone often to Brazil, so we don't have to worry about that, right? But sometimes there is situations where culturally you, you know, maybe in arranged marriages or culturally there's a situation where the couple, the spouses aren't supposed to meet each other. Or what if for some medical reason you, someone couldn't travel? So if, let's say, Frank had some sort of medical issue and he couldn't travel, you know, maybe that would. So there are different scenarios. If, but generally speaking, yes, you have to have met within two years before filing the petition. So what is the petition you're filing? Well, the form, super easy. It's an I-129F. And you think, oh, no problem. I can fill that out. Well, I definitely recommend hiring a lawyer to do that because there are always, always situations. Um, you know, you never know when something's going to get delayed, especially during COVID. Things get, you know, sometimes files get messed up, lost. So it's always good to have a lawyer to help you go through this process, right? And, you know, in this scenario, Frank's like, okay, I, neither one of us have been, have been married before. I've gone to see her tons of times. Um, you know, we met online and I just want to bring her here as fast as I can. Okay. Well, Let's look at that. Frank has gone there, and he's ready to file the the I-129F. And so I asked for all the documentation, and I asked for proof of the relationship. Well, what do you mean by, and Frank's like, what do you mean proof of the relationship? We FaceTime every night. I said, okay, do you have any screenshots of the FaceTime? Do you have... uh, letters that you have written to her, emails? Do you have anything? And he's like, well, we don't have any fa- screenshots of FaceTime. We just FaceTime. Well, okay. Um, you've gone to visit her where, you know, you have your flight itineraries. Do you have pictures? And of course the pictures are on the phone, right? Because everybody uses phone. So he's like, well, I can show you the pictures. They're right here. And I said, great. Let's get them printed so we can use some submissions for that. What about, and I usually ask, okay, um, yeah, pictures with her family. And luckily, Frank has that. And then what about emails, packages that have been sent over, you know, to her that she has sent to you because, you know, in a relationship, it's a two-way street. It's not just one person giving, giving, giving. It's both give and take, right? So we want to see that. We want to make sure that there is, it's a two-way street that 
Stephanie's also sending him maybe little gifts, emails, cards. All of that is so important. Okay. And so we have all the documentation. Um, and that literally, that's not everything. But, you know, we, we use what we have. Um, both are in need to intend to marry each other. So I need to prove that Frank definitely wants to, to marry Stephanie within those 90 days and that Stephanie's going to marry Frank within those 90 days. Okay, how do I do that? Sometimes it's as simple as an affidavit, a letter stating from Stephanie saying, I intend to marry Frank within 90 days of me getting to the United States. And Frank saying, I intend to marry Stephanie within 90 days of her getting to the United States. So it's something, it could be something that simple, right? It could be that they're already planning the marriage. You know, they've got the, the pastor or you know, stuff already in the works. They've been talking to them online or through email or something like that. So it, it could be something as simple as that as well. And then, so we have all the documentation. We submit the I-129F, and then we're waiting. And Frank's so impatient. He's like, how long is this going to take? Why is it taking so long? Well, unfortunately, when you're dealing with immigration, Nothing is fast, right? It's very rare. It's very rare. So I will show him the processing times. And right now, the processing times are approximately eight months for the fiancé visa. Eight months. That's a long time. And I said, yeah. But, you know, it's better than that she come here within... Well, then that's eight months of getting the I-129F approved or adjudicated, basically, because hopefully it will be approved, right? No guarantees. There's never any guarantees. So, and let's say it gets approved in eight months. Then after that, it's got to get sent to the National Visa Center, where at the National Visa Center, it's being processed and they say, okay, we're get, we need to schedule the interview and you to you need to file the um, the DS one hundred and sixty online and everything. And she'll need a, the medical and her fingerprints. And she'll need to go to the interview at the U.S. consulate in Brazil. And hopefully that interview goes well. Because what are, what's going to happen at the interview? Well, the inter at the interview, they're going to ask her all these questions about the relationship. They're going to ask her questions about, has she ever been to the United States? They're going to ask her questions about her. Has she ever been arrested? Has he ever been arrested? Does he, if he has, does she know about it? Because USCIS immigration Department of State, they're going to have everything. They're going to have done a background check, not only on her, but on Frank as well. So if Frank has ever been arrested, and if he's been arrested for a violent crime, such as sexual assault, abuse, 
something along those lines, that's a, that's a red flag. It's definitely a red flag. So assuming that at the Department of State interview at the consulate, everything goes well, Stephanie's approved, and she's like, yes. Then she gets to go to buy her airplane ticket to come to the United States. She gets to the United States, and she's at um, the immigration at the airport, right, at CBP. And CBP is going to ask her questions as well, and she's going to have a packet. And they open up the packet. They're going to ask her questions as well. And so at that point, it's whether they approve her or not to come into the United States. Let's say everything goes well. She's got 90 days to marry Frank, right? So she enters. Frank's waiting for her. Everything's great. They may or may not be living together at this point. So, you know, where is she staying? Where is he staying? Depending on cultural situations. Um, But they have to marry each other within 90 days. That is very important. They get married within 90 days. And then right after that, they need to file for adjustment of status. And we'll have another podcast on adjustment of status. So that's like a very clean cut case, right? But what if Frank was had been arrested for something in his past? What happens then? Well, definitely needs to be disclosed. Stephanie will definitely need to know about it because she's going to be asked. And they're going to, and if it's a, a violent crime, then the petition may not be grant, might not get granted, right? If it's something dealing with sexual assault, sexual assault of a minor, or domestic violence, those are red flags. So you definitely will need to talk to a lawyer to discuss those issues if either one of the parties has any type of arrest, right? Um, again, if Stephanie has issues, has been arrested in the past, anything. They're going to know about it. So everybody needs to know about the situation. And then I don't know. I don't know what could happen, right? Depending on what the crime is, what the conviction was, where was it? So there could be issues that she might not be let into the United States. So you definitely need a lawyer to help you and guide you through these situations if they do come up. If you've noticed, every time we talk about any type of crimes, I urge you all to hire a lawyer, consult with a lawyer, because the crimes is what's going to get you, right? That those are the big issues. Crimes are usually the big issues. If, If Frank has been married five or six times in the past, that could be a red flag, right? Why has he been married so many times? Why has he been divorced so many times? what's going on, that could definitely be a red flag. So there's a lot of red flags that could pop up. So I would definitely urge anybody who's doing going through the fiance process to consult with a lawyer and probably hire one because there are lots of little 
situations where little facts that could change your situation out. So be very careful out there. So today's going to be a really short podcast, but I wanted to uh, wish you all a happy new year. If you have any questions, remember there's an email, uniteimmigrantfamilies at gmail.com. And I hope to, uh, I hope you all come back in a couple of weeks to listen to our next podcast. Thank you for listening to Unite Immigrant Families. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more information about me or my guest, please email me at uniteimmigrantfamilies at gmail.com. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I hope you join us on this bi-weekly podcast. No legal advice was provided and none will ever be provided on this podcast.